That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. All right, everyone, welcome back to Bat Force Radio, a Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. Um, we've got a great show for you tonight, a returning special, special guest. Um, let me just get the roster out of the way. I got Arkham Asylum LPC from Dirty Jersey. Yep. We got uh, Trunkler from Chicago. Hey, what's going on, guys? I got Robo Rich over in Detroit. Ice cream. <laughs> and, of course, <laughs> and, of course, I got Robin Cross up in Canada, so take it away, Robin. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for listening, guys. As Bat Crap there mentioned, we've got a special returning guest tonight uh one of the foremost comic artists we have available today in the industry uh you last saw him on dark side war with jeff johns and he is about to hit us with issue one of justice league versus suicide squad mr jason faba yeah thanks a lot Jeff. So how's everything going jay busy this time of year um the holidays and whatnot yeah yeah it's been uh it's been a busy couple days actually, but the, the pretty much all of December I've had off. I've been a, doing a lot of, uh, um, stay at home dad, uh, you know, parenting with my son and my wife's been out, uh, she's been working. And so I've been at home with, uh, with my son and, uh, haven't been drawing too much, but, uh, like, like always, it seems every year around this time, DC, finds a way to load you up with work the week right before Christmas. So. <laughs> a bunch oh, of, that's Scrooges, man. A bunch of Scrooges. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but it, it's pretty cool stuff. So I'm trying to, I was working on that a little bit today and then I'm, we're going up for uh, my wife's family uh, Christmas uh, up, up in Owen Sound, uh, Ontario, which is getting hammered right now with snow. So uh, hopefully we're supposed to travel tomorrow. So hopefully everything goes well. Uh, but then uh, next week it'll be, I'm finishing up what I got to do and then I'll have a little bit of time off for Christmas. So you've got what about us? What that's like a six hour drive or something. Yeah, we can usually, well, when it's nice that we can do it in about five hours, but it'll probably take us six or, or even more. Uh, depending on how bad the snow is. Unless you got like a couple of wolves and a sled, then you know, that's probably the <laughs> best mode of transportation in Canada. <laughs> yeah. You you mentioned uh, getting slammed with some work right before Christmas. Uh, we saw that you posted that uh, that little teaser yesterday of a cover that you're, that you're starting work on. Uh, is there anything you can say about what that is? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I had to try. Yeah, uh, is it I, a DC book? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a DC book. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's a cover. It's gonna be the cover for the next the next little project I'm gonna be doing. So, um, and it's pretty. It was it was such a cool idea that they gave me. I just had to start it, and so I I worked up some layouts today, and I sent them in to get approved, uh, and then I'll sit on it over the weekend, and then I'll work. I'll work on it on Monday and try to finish it up on Tuesday. So you'll find out soon because it's like, I think the solicits for whatever month this is going to be uh, coming out is coming up. So I have to, I have to make sure I get, you always have to get in your covers, like, you know, really, really early for the solicit magazines and for internet solicits. So you're always like doing things like the cover, like way before you actually ever touch the story, you know, the interior <laughs> pages. So uh, sometimes that sometimes that's tough because I'll, I'll then I'll draw the book and I'll be like, well, I think the cover should have been something totally different, you know. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But you pretty you just kind of go with what the editor kind of describes to you would be a cool idea, and you go okay, and you just you know you just do it. So something mm. like uh, you did that uh, the variant cover for the I think it was the first issue of Trinity, so, and mm-hmm. that was a fantastic cover. And I guess oh. something like that when they say okay, we want you to do a cover for Trinity. That simple because okay, I know what three characters to draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that cover actually took me. 
I redid that thing like three or four times. I still not, still not a hundred percent happy with that, that image. But uh, the the funny thing is, I I had a bunch of those prints at uh, Fan Expo, and uh, I I sold more of those than any other print I had. Like they just they sold out within a day, and so. I thought, well, you know, people must have really liked the image. Uh, hmm. Sometimes the images you don't like are the ones that everybody digs and the ones that you actually are really proud of, nobody cares about, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> that's just kind of how it is. Congratulations on your Batman black and white statue. Um, Robin, when is that hitting the shelves? Next month, I think. Yeah, I don't I gotta, know. I got I to gotta look up the date again, but uh, <laughs> I, I think it's next month. Screw that. The dark side is awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the dark side and grail uh, figure came out today, and everybody's losing their minds. Um, so, congratulations on that too. Look, <laughs> look at all this merch you have coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's pretty cool. I think there's also a Wonder Woman action figure comes out sometime next in the new year or something that uh, from the dark side war design that we had for Wonder Woman. Mm. I think that comes out too. But uh, yeah, it, you know, it was it's pretty cool to uh, it's pretty cool to see all that stuff kind of come to life in a 3d form that you could put on your desk you know yeah, yeah that's and true. hopefully so that, when you're uh, hopefully when your statue hits they don't put uh ivan rius on the box like they do with uh well, <laughs> well the, the, that's the thing though like with the, the icons line ivan ivan uh was dis- doing a lot of the designs for some of the characters and so it's kind of like it's kind of like his line you know what i mean like he's like the the credited designer on all of them uh, he might have done some drawings actually based, you know, to for proportion and whatnot based on the designs that I had uh, done for those characters or whatnot. But uh, that's that's just kind of how that that all kind of comes together. He, he's 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 essentially credited because he's the you know, he I, he probably was doing a lot of the production uh, drawings, like the actual like turnaround front side back view of those yeah, figures yeah. so that they can then model it after after the artwork yeah shut up robin <laughs> <laughs> shut up robin <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> but it, it's so cool the fact that we have all these figures now we could actually recreate the battle scenes from the story because uh mm. it was such an epic story and I'm, <laughs> j- I'm just glad that they made that dark side that big to be the you know the main centerpiece um, of it all and I know um, I'm not sure if it's related or not but I know I believe it's I think XM Studios or one of these big studios overseas um, that are famous for making large detailed statues the big on Marvel but I know them or another them or imaginary arts are doing this huge um, Justice League vs. Darkseid diorama statue it's colossal and yeah. I gotta look more into it to see if it's actually based on your artwork because it looks like it is but I gotta, I gotta double check before I can confirm anything but um but like I said, yeah, congratulations again because, uh, you know, we could all vouch like the Dark Side War is definitely a modern classic, and it's it's really exciting to see you um, continuing to move on. The God the Boys picked up Justice League uh, su- versus Suicide Squad this weekend. We're pretty excited about that. Can you tell us a little about the the whole process um, on that one? Yeah, um, you know, after I'd finished Dark Side War, I was. Cook, I was beat. cooked. I, I, was, <laughs> yeah. I was tired. I, I was, and I, to be honest, I was burnt out. I just, I, I got to the end of that book, and I, I just said to my wife, like, I just, I don't want to work right. Like, I don't want to work for a couple months. Like, I'm just, I don't want to look at comics. Like, I, <laughs> I was like, I was pretty emotionally and just physically, mentally beat down. Mm. And uh, you know, there was a lot of, especially that issue fifty. I, I drew like. I think I drew 30 pages in 30 days, which is like, wow. you just don't do yeah. like nobody does that in the industry with that detail to. too, man. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was either I draw it or I hand off half that book to somebody else as a fill in artist, because they were not going to move that, that book, that, that book had to come out before rebirth number one came out. And so it kind of put me in a position where I, I just had to, I worked night and day and, you know, all kinds of crazy hours to get it done. But I, and I, I finished it and then I swore to myself, I'd never do that ever again. I'd never mm. work those kind of hours, yeah. you know, ever again. I probably will. Another project that'll come along and it's like, Oh, well, I got to do this. Cause my, you know, my, my pride in my work says, you know, I want to do the best I can. So, uh, 
but you know, so what I, what happened was I, I finished up that book and, um, that's when rebirth was starting and I, I was offered a couple different books to, to draw, hmm. but, uh, you know, the whole by, bi-weekly or by whatever it is bi-weekly schedule yeah. uh, that they have now with the two books a month it just meant that i would have even less time per issue to draw mm. and you know you'd be you'd be working like a crazy man just to you know to get these books out and yeah they all of those rebirth titles i mean they sold well and i would have benefited financially from that but i just i don't know i i came off of of justice league just thinking, just rethinking kind of the um, the amount of time I was putting into my job compared to my family. Mm, and yeah. so, you know, it was a, it's a tough decision to do that. But I, I think uh, when I explained it to a lot of the guys, my editors and, and even Jeff, uh, he understood too. And, and uh, you know, he's he's actually taken a bit of a break from writing comics. He's doing a lot of the movie stuff now. But um, um you know, but then this Suicide Squad Justice League thing came up and, uh, you know, I was approached about it. And originally I was going to do a couple issues of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, I, I had kind of said, well, what's the schedule going to be like? And they told me, well, you know, this it's going to be pretty tight. And so I just said, well, how about I just do the first one hmm. and maybe the last one? And um, and then they decided eventually that it was going to be a weekly book. And so there was no way I could do two issues and they, they were going to bring a whole bunch of different, uh, you know, a, a all-star roster of artists in there. But, mm. you know, I was very, I was very honored to be able to, to be the pick for, you know, the first issue. I mean, that's, that's a, that, that's Jim Lee status, man. Only doing the first issue, you know, that's, yeah, I don't know. So it, to me, it was it's it was the perfect kind of project because I could get in, I could I could work hard on it for I, I had some time to work on it over a couple months, and then uh, and then I was and then I was done. I could move on to something else, kind of thing, and um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know that's kind of how I'm I'm gonna roll for the next little while here, just kind of jumping to some big things, but like not not tackling like a giant you know six or eight issue, mm. you know mega story that that's coming that'll come sometime in 2017 but uh you know it, and also i mean you know josh williamson the writer on this book uh he and i had worked together actually the first book i had ever done like my first professional job in all of comics was uh uh issue of superman batman uh pre new 52 i think it was issue 70 or 71 and josh he was the he was kind of just breaking into comics at that time too, and they gave him a job to write the one issue that I was drawing, and so we both kind of had our our break into comics and DC at, at the exact same book on the same book at the exact same time. And so when I heard that he was gonna they were you know he was gonna write this series, I thought that's pretty cool too. You know, like to get an opportunity to to work with somebody like that, and I've really enjoyed his writing and. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Jeff John's uh, style of, of comic book writing. And mm -hmm. so uh, I felt like it would be a great fit. And, uh, you know, and, and so, yeah, I, I decided I would, I would jump on it and I had, I had a good, I had a good time. And, uh, and uh, it's kind of, it's a different experience actually to jump on a book just for one issue mm. rather than do like you, I do, I did find that I did, I wasn't as invested in the entirety of the book like i was with justice league knowing that i was going to be doing like eight or nine issues of it when you're just doing one issue you you know you still work hard but you don't you feel like you're kind of just like you finish it and there's no like there is no ending for you because you you you're only drawing the first issue so it just gets to the end of that issue and it's like well, there's a cliffhanger and you know like there's no uh, you know there's no finality to it you know it's kind of an odd feeling when you're like when you're drawing comics that way but uh um but yeah that that's kind of how i got into into that and uh yeah each issue is 30 pages so you know that's you know it takes you about four and a half weeks to draw 20 pages so but you know and it's going to be a weekly book and it just it just wouldn't have worked out i wouldn't have been able to to draw the last issue mm, yeah yeah you could see in that. time mm. Well, we have a busy year coming up now that 2017 is about to start with uh, the Wonder Woman movie and the Justice League movie at the end of the year, and they're probably going to be filming Batman. So I can imagine that publishing over at DC Comics is just going to be hectic as well with all 
with all of the stuff mm-hmm. there ready to announce and whatnot. So it's kind of cool, I guess, at this point where you get to kind of pick and choose what you want to do. Yeah, it, it is. It's, um, you know, I, one of the things I do whenever I go to, to comic cons and I, and I meet different artists is I, I always, if I have a chance, I'll, especially the, the guys who've been around for a while in the industry and have built up a, a good, um, sustainable career, I'll always ask them like for some words of wisdom or things that I should be looking to do in my career to, to keep moving it forward. And I actually had a really good conversation with Rob Liefeld at, at uh, Cincinnati. I think it was Cincinnati Comic-Con uh, this last uh he said, stay away from feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hi, Jason. Yeah. Nice to talk to yeah. you again, bud. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> you know, joking aside, Rob is actually a very wise. He's a very wise guy when it comes to uh, the business side of things. Mm. You know, like, here's a guy who, you know, people, people knock him, but the guy has sustained a career and is still making lots of money off of off of what he draws off the characters that he's created and after making wise wise decisions about his career and you know he kind of told me he says you know jay he's like after you finished justice league he said um you know now's the time that you really have to be wise about the books that you choose because you've you've done the arguably the number one or number two book at dc you know Hmm. it's like you can't you you cannot do not make a foolish kind of error and go and jump on a b or a c list book he's like you have to you have to just you have to keep fighting for many like uh, event series and a list books you know Mm -hmm. and he said don't just take whatever they're willing to give you if that means you got to wait a couple months between projects to get that big huge a list book that everybody's going to buy then that's what you have to do you have to be very wise about the projects you choose and so you know dave finch used to tell me the same thing Fine, so yeah. what you're saying is no booster gold right <laughs> <laughs> i swear i was gonna say that <laughs> oh man yeah <laughs> so yeah, the, the, you know, Justice League versus Suicide Squad being like the big, the first kind of rebirth mini series event thing seemed like a, a good logical choice. And the next thing I'm doing is going to be, it's small again, but it's going to be, it's going to have a lot of attention on it. And then the major book that I'm going to do, hopefully in 2017, is is that one that I've been waiting for. Oh, you know? so. Oh, that's with is that with Jeff Johns? I can't say who it's going to be. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, I've, you you might you might not be able to answer this, but I had been uh, wanting to ask you if there were still plans on for you and Jeff to do that three Jokers story, but oh. you might not be able to address that. Yeah, I, I can't. You know, I, there's there there are plans for DC to to get into that, but you see the thing with 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 Rebirth is that they've 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 set up a really interesting kind of schedule for each year of the different things that they're going to tackle mm. everything from that first like rebirth remember like the rebirth number one special like yeah. all of those different plot points are going to come to fruition in some big way as we move to the year and i think like the justice league versus suicide squad like is their first kind of event thing and i think like from what i know is like throughout next year they're going to have a whole bunch of different things like that kind of you know coming out of out of rebirth and and they're going to introduce new books and all this kind of stuff but i i have no clue like i can't i can't say what i'm going to work on but it's it's awesome it's going to be the best thing and uh but but it's like one of those things where it's it's gotta there's a time when they want it to come out and so and i don't know what that schedule is so uh, who knows (laughs) you know i'm that's why i'm kind of that's why i'm just kind of I'm, ju- I'm I'm doing these smaller little things, and I've been doing a couple of non-comic jobs as well in the meantime, and that have been really fun. You know, I'm I'm keeping myself busy, mm. uh, even if you're not seeing my work all the time. I'm I'm still keeping myself busy with different projects that are that are coming up. Mm. Are you still gaming? Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I, know, I, I know you've played a little bit of uh, the Telltale games you were telling me. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I've played, I've played a couple episodes of that one. Um, I, I, I haven't uh, jumped into the, the last few yet. Wait till episode five when it freezes on you. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the last couple of months, like I played, I just finished... Uh, I played Final Fantasy 15, oh, wow. and uh, <laughs> which I've never played a Final Fantasy game, but I, this one looked kind of cool, and so I, I played it. It was a different kind of experience. I've been yeah, playing it's, some. It's no Elder Scrolls. No, I love that. Yeah, I, I was playing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I find that I find that video games. Um, I find that video games for me is is my preferred sort of entertainment choice you know over tv and movies mm. i think the reason is is because it's interactive you know i find that when i'm sitting there watching a movie i'm fiddling with my like my hands like i feel like i need to be doing something like i like i i'm usually drawing and watching like something you know while i'm working i'll be watching a, a movie while i'm drawing and, and so then at the end of the day to sit down and like watch a tv show or something i just find it it's tough for me. It's really, it becomes, t- and, and I find with video games, like my mentally engrossed in it and I'm, you know, you're making decisions and, and you're, even though it's, it's fake, everything is, it's programmed to have specific endings and things like that. You feel like you're, you're having an impact on, you know, the way the story is told in some way. You know? That's what I like about the telltale games because with, you know, uh, any other game, if you're supposed to fight this guy right here and you lose, well, then it starts over and you, you try that fight again. Mm-hmm. In the Telltale games, the way they work, if you if you screw up, make the wrong choice or something, well, that just affects how the rest of the game goes for you. Are you planning to get into virtual reality? I think it's pretty cool. I, I think, uh, like, my brother works at Ubisoft up in Toronto, and... Um, He's been seeing a lot of the virtual reality stuff for a long time. They've they've had those different headsets in in their uh, offices, and they've been playing around with with different gaming experiences. And and he, you know, he's pumped up about it. But again, he sees he kind of sees like where the downfalls of it are until they can kind of fix a lot of those things. You know, right? Um, I still think it's really cool. Like I, I I think I think you're gonna find like virtual reality is going to yeah, there's going to be some gaming that goes on along with that, but I think it's going to be more like experiences. Like, like imagine being able to go to, imagine them creating Gotham City. Let's just say mm-hmm. that, and imagine being able to kind of fly through it or 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 visit different things, like as if you're a person on the ground walking through Gotham City. Like, I think things like that are going to be the the experiences that really bring uh, virtual reality into everybody's home eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited about uh, playing it for uh, the new Resident Evil game. I'm just going to strap on some oh. man's diaper Depends and uh, get playing. Oh. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of guts. I would never do <laughs> <laughs> No, but you, you nailed it when you said experience. I think that's uh, it's definitely what it is. Yeah, I, I think there are already some of those VR things where you can go uh, onto like Google Street View with uh, <laughs> VR goggles on and you know, look around like so you're – you feel like you're in, you know, whatever place <laughs> you're, you're visiting. Walk through East New York at night. <laughs> like, <laughs> have a heart attack. <laughs> Take them off when you're done and your wallet's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you got, like, your sneakers are off. You <laughs> Jake, uh, Gotham City Sirens has been announced in the past day or two. Talking about film development. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I heard a little bit about that. I, I think... Um... I think all that stuff's pretty neat. Like, like DC, their film slate, they seem to be wanting to take some some chances. Mm. You know, I think I think having like Suicide Squad as your number two like movie, like your movie right after Batman v Superman, was you know seemed like an odd choice. But I mean, they made a ton of money on that thing, mm. and so uh, you know it it paid off. And I and now I think because of the popularity of Harley Quinn, you're going to see them maybe take some more chances with you know, some of these, these other characters that they know fans, the mm. comic book fans dig and they want to bring more into the mainstream. Mm. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think you know uh, the Marvel movies have been really great, and Marvel has a lot of great characters. I, I've always loved you know the X Men and and Spider Man and uh, Captain America and all these characters, but DC has a DC also has a lot of strength not only in their heroes but their villains as well, and uh, that's something you have like you haven't seen Marvel like focus a movie on a villain, whereas I think you're going to see that with with DC like they could. They could do a Joker movie and people would line up to see it. You know, yeah. it's weird because um, they're, they're also talking about a Deadshot movie, and uh, it's really weird because well, he's you know a B level rogue at best, but because it's Will Smith with that star power, I think that's the angle they're going to shoot for in terms of you know pretty much getting those ticket sales and getting pe- you know people in the yeah. seats over there and whatnot. So I mean, if anything, Warner Brothers definitely knows how to make money <laughs> and knows that mm-hmm. these are lucrative characters. But I, I just think it's really interesting because in the past day we. We, we in like the past 24 hours plus we got announced with like uh, a suicide squad 2 gotham city sirens and po- a possibility of a deadshot movie so we're just like you know mm. it's like it's like the movie world now almost feels like publishing in dc comics but there's just so much going on in these like long-term plans um with everything that uh jason i, I wanted your opinion on this um and this is just my own theory based on my observations but it seems like to me like you know we're talking about dc and marvel and the studios versus the you know the publishing and stuff it seems like to me and i could be way off base but now marvel is focusing more on the studio because they're making a lot more money that way and then the comics are almost like advertisements for the the studio and the production movies versus dc that's still cranking out high number of high quality books and then you know the movies are almost like extra mm. is it do you think that or am i totally off base yeah i, I yeah i can kind of see that um to be honest like i i haven't read too much marvel as of late and i think one of the reasons that i haven't read a lot of marvel is because they've changed a lot of their characters mm-hmm. uh, and you know they, they're they're trying to i think and maybe that Maybe that goes back to what you're saying. Like maybe the reason why they're getting they're changing Wolverine from classic Logan to, you know, X twenty three or whatever her name is, is because they know that once, you know, the actor who's playing Wolverine decides to retire, they're gonna bring in the the girl version of Wolverine. So now you have a, a new character and they can say, Oh yeah, it's in the comics and now we got it in the movie, you know? Um, same with Captain America, you know, they're kind of grooming that in the, in the films, like for the Falcon to eventually become Captain America. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I think they might be, they might be doing that, but I think at the same time, DC is thinking about those things too. Maybe they're just going about it a little bit differently. Um, because you know, Jeff Johns, he's, he's running a lot of the movie stuff, but he's also, he's also kind of, he's the chief creative officer at DC. Mm. So he's he's behind all these different books and he was behind rebirth. He was, he was behind how they setting it up in a specific way so that it would, you know, so that it could work in both mediums. And um, so, yeah, you can can definitely see a a sort of a possible correlation between the, this justice league versus suicide squad comic uh, coming right sandwiched in between the suicide squad and justice league films. Hmm. Yeah. and, And I would not be surprised if, if in I don't know three years all of a sudden you have a Justice League versus Suicide Squad movie, like you know what I mean? We like we've seen that with Marvel, like they're they've been doing Civil War and they've been doing yeah. all these different Age of Ultron. I mean they weren't exactly like the comics, but they were like Age of Ultron was a fairly recent uh, uh, comic event for them, and then all of a sudden the movie was named that, you know. Mm. Um, so uh, I don't know if they're actually going to do a Justice League versus Suicide Squad movie, but it, it seemed it would make sense if if Suicide Squad is it becomes a really popular franchise and the next movie does well and Justice League does well, then maybe after the really big Justice League two part movie or whatever the heck they are planning on doing, uh, maybe after that then you do a Suicide Squad Justice League movie and then you got all these huge stars in one movie. Hmm. Again, it's just it's another money maker. It's going to drive people into the theaters to see that um so you know i i don't know i i think he did i think the companies have to think that way nowadays because it's it's a multimedia empire it's not just comic books anymore they're right they're bringing bringing things to to netflix and the tv and uh you know i don't know what what are your guys like do you guys think the same thing like what's your opinions on this i may be in the minority but i'm i'm perfectly fine with 
a, a, a studio production universe existing totally separate from the comic mm. universe. They don't have to be one big cohesive thing so that whatever mm. you see on the pages, you have to see exactly the same thing on screen. It would be cool, but I'm okay with, you know, studios and, and directors and stuff like that having a fresh take on certain characters. I mean, Batman's probably the hardest character to nail on screen, and everyone likes their favorite, and there's been several different versions of him, and I like them all. I don't necessarily have to have, like, a perfect, strict-to-the-comic-book version of him. But at the same time, you know, that's just my opinion. Mm. Well, I think as long as Jeff Johns is wearing the big hat, then <laughs> comics will never come secondary, which is really good. He he had a two-year plan going into Rebirth, and, uh, you know, he's he, he bleeds comic book ink. It's just, it's in his DNA, so I'm, I feel confident that uh, the quality of the comic book will never be jeopardized for the sake of uh, success in Hollywood. I, I think it there's more of a correlation between what they're promoting, you know, when a movie comes out, and what they can cross-promote in the comics. Like uh, Marvel, the Civil War movie came out, and right on the heels of that, they did Civil War too, Because mm -hmm. it's, you know, keywords are going to uh, you know, catch people's eye, and people who were fans of the Civil War movie w would be inclined to pick up a comic for the first time if it said Civil War. In the end, it's, it's a business. It's about, you know, making as much money as you can so that you can sustain the business and, and pay your employees. And, and you know, I... Yeah, you know, like things like that, I kind of, I, I find it a little silly that, you know, the Civil War comes in and then they do a Civil War too. But <laughs> if it, it, you know, but if I, but at the same time, like if I'm an employee at Marvel, then to me, like that's a good thing because that means that they're going to make money. That means they can pay me. That means they can get me, they, they you know, they can have, a, they can sustain a whole different uh, group of, of books that means you can have more artists and more writers and more inkers and colorists working for you and so those kinds of things you know while they kind of seem like you know they, they kind of seem like like kind of chintzy or, or cheap kind of tactics at the same time it's good for the industry to keep people's people employed and and put food on their table so in the end it is a business and and uh, they're trying to they're trying to make as much money as they can so they can continue to grow their business you know and and uh, i don't fault them for that and uh, being on the other side like being on the on the artist comic book side of things you know like i you know i i'm I, those are some of the things that like going back to what you're saying like you know kind of lining up the the comics with the movies that are coming out like you know i you often think about that it's like well hey you know if, what what project should i take next well you know Maybe, you know, I don't know when the Flash movie comes out, but it's like, okay, a Flash movie's coming. Well, maybe I should jump on a Flash book because maybe the, the book, that book will say, uh, spike in sales, you know? Like, mm. uh, what what was the, was it Black Panther? Mm, you know, yeah. it, it can't, he was yeah. in the movie and then Black Panther number one was like the number one selling book. Yeah. You know, well, so. it, was, it was a hype. That was the hype wave, though. Yeah. Iron Man wave. Oh, yeah. Uh, there, there's the, here's another uh, kind of related thing. We, we talked about this at the shop uh, a couple times. Uh, right now, there are massive numbers of variant covers for comics coming out. Not just the quantity of different covers that big name titles get, but just a lot of titles are getting like every issue of Nightwing has a variant cover, every issue of Cyborg has a variant cover. And uh, we were discussing why this might be rather than you know the way it used to be okay batman would get variant covers superman would get variant covers but now it's even the lesser titles are getting one every month or some of these uh bi-weekly titles you know come out every two weeks and there's a variant cover for it you know for every issue of aquaman mm -hmm. and uh trying to nail down a, a possible reason as to why they're doing so many uh this thing that seemed to make sense possibly you might have an insight on this is that they're maybe just trying to keep enough work out there for such a large a large stable of artists that they want to be able to keep under their employ. Hmm. Yeah, you know what that 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 could be that could be. Um, you know what? Like I just got a whole box full of um, the Justice League versus Suicide Squad number one, and I th I don't I didn't even count how many variant covers there were, but they there must have at least been. 
like 40 of them because there was but 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 like what they did was there there would be there would be like the color version there would be like the the inked version so there's two so maybe there was like 20 different images but like each one had like kind of two versions of it but what they've been doing lately is like if you flip it over to the back of some of these i'm looking at one right now it'll it'll say like this is exclusive cover by you know the artists and and whatnot is a is a variant edition presented for such and such comic book shop and so these these bigger comic book shops are getting their own variant and i'm sure that i'm sure that they're seeing that by doing that it's boosting sales for them you know it's getting you know because people are coming into their store they want that limited edition you know, maybe they're only doing like 500 of them or something, but, hmm. um, uh, I've seen that a lot lately and I've done a bunch of those too. Uh, I did, that was uh, maybe the Trinity, a Trinity one was originally supposed to be for a specific shop and then they moved it up to just a regular variant. Um, but hmm. like the dark Knight, uh, the dark Knight three cover I did, that one was for a specific shop somewhere. Yeah. I don't even know where, but, uh, I've seen them do that more often. And again, I don't really know. I don't really know what the correlation is. Like if they must be making more, they must be selling more books with the variant covers. Like they Mm. must, they, they must see that it is making them money. Mm. Absolutely. I was thinking about it. Absolutely. Because uh, for example, all-star Batman, number one, there were five different standard covers, five different standard covers, not like, you know, different versions, not even variant covers yet, but standard covers that went to every shop. So you want to buy the book, the book's $5, right, to buy. But they're selling you the same book five times. That's $25 right there they made off one book, same book, you know. So yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense. And, and to keep artists in rotation might be uh, might be right as well because, like, think about it. Like, what's I don't know what Paul Pope's doing right now, but they got Paul Pope doing Dark Knight 3 covers that are selling and uh, Frank Avila. He did a mother and, panic. Right, yeah. So it's, I think it's it's a brilliant marketing move on DC's part because it just sells ton of of the same book over and over to you. You know, I don't. I know every artist has this different fee for covers, but it's probably nothing compared to the uh, profit they make on. It. All they got to do is punch in. Um, I guess to, to printing up in Canada, you know, for every hundred you print one of these and one of those. I don't even know if that costs an extra fee. Well, I know for as far as the exclusives go, because we had looked into it. Uh, for the shop for doing uh exclusive variants and the the last time i saw it at least the it was uh, an order of 2500 pieces to get uh wow. an exclusive cover done wow well i mean so it's, it's it's pretty it's, simple it's, it's a lot just, of mechanics you know supply and demand <laughs> we as the consumer we everyone's a collector now and mm. we love these variants that and we feel like they're exclusive mm. and the cheapest thing for any comic publisher to do is like you said reprint the same book just slap a new cover on it and <laughs> there you go yeah 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 but a, a, lo- a lot of these variants though there are so many that it's more it seems like more of a case of we're demanding it because they're supplying it like we didn't know that we wanted 40 different or 73 different right. covers for dk3 number one until they told us that they were doing them and we said oh yeah yeah we want those yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh, man we're just like the little frog that dips his toe in the warm water and then Pretty soon, you don't realize it's just boiling, and we're all just sitting there boiling. <laughs> now, now, just to clarify, you said that uh, just, so Justice League versus Suicide Squad number one is currently sitting in your house, and you're going to be away for a couple of days. Yeah. Okay, good, good information. <laughs> you're not too far away. Well, I'm leaving. My my cat's going to be at home guarding the house. So. It's going okay. to be like home just, alone. Just, just, just leave a just couple in the mail. <laughs> I'm going to be taking pink cans in the face. <laughs> Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Is that going to be in? continuity or is that its own separate thing uh that is in continuity i i can answer that uh, i don't know if jr were you even aware of where it was falling yeah i, I knew it was in continuity um yeah okay yeah, like this, I, this this week's issue of suicide squad is a prelude to uh the justice league versus suicide squad if okay. anyone's interested in grabbing that for that reason Jay, when are we going to see that big uh, unwrapped Jason Fabic 
book from yours. Yeah, Hardcover, man. <laughs> hey, last time we made a demand, uh, the DC Collectibles tweeted us saying, Jason Fab, a black and white statue's coming, don't worry. So, and it uh, happened. Let's, yeah, you so knew, let's, too. Let's, you, you knew, knew it, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we oh, I, yeah. unwrapped. Yeah, man, that's a must. I, I have no clue. I have no clue. I, I don't, I, I did, like, I heard that they were going to even be doing, like, a, like, a artist uh, ink, like, like, just the inks version of, um, I think it was Suicide Squad number one. I did a little dead shot back up in that issue. And, mm. but I haven't heard anything since then. And, uh, mm. um, you know, again, those, those things are all, those are all calls done by DC. And, you know, I don't, I don't really have too much of a say in a lot of that stuff. It's just all of a sudden they'll say to you, like, hey, we're doing this. It's like, oh, well, mm. that's cool. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I won't be surprised if we see a noir edition of Dark Side War. Or not. I uh, want an absolute. Done like Black Mirror. We, mm. we need an absolute for Dark Side War. That'd that's, be great. That's really what we need. DC Collectibles Line 3. Or DC Publishing. Um, <laughs> well, Jeff Johns, almost everything he's done is in yeah. an omnibus or an absolute. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I think I think eventually they'll, they will like do a full collection. But, you know, they just came out with a, like the trade version just came out of volume eight so part two so mm, yeah they want to get sales off of that first and then yeah of course yeah i that's mean that's kind of how they have to do it right so. yeah yeah because yeah, then you'll if they do absolute you'll get the whole story and then you'll get the um the standalone stories that isn't hard yeah, and you buy the book like four or five times like they want you to <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's how they do it. <laughs> Are they are they doing another Batman Black and White series anytime soon? Do you know, Jay? Oh, I was just thinking about because you need to be on the next one, man. That's like uh, that's like the All Star Game of Batman <laughs> mythos. You know? <laughs> that's you I know mean. what? Like, I think they, I think uh, maybe like Robin, do you? I think they announced something about that like a few years ago that they were gonna do a new, like a graphic novel. Uh, Grant Morrison was gonna write a bunch of them, and then they he's gonna have like a bunch of different artists draw it i think i remember hearing that but uh i would i I would love to do something like that i uh, to be truthful they haven't i'm not doing anything like that right now and they haven't asked me to do that but uh i I think that would be kind of neat just to draw a book Mm. that's 100 percent just in black and white yeah you know uh it would you know you have to change up a little bit of how you draw because you you know you can't you're only using black and white so you can't rely on the colors being able to you know um you know fog out backgrounds so that your foreground characters will stick out more you have to simplify things and so mm. you know it'd be a different different kind of challenge artistically but it's, uh it's really cool because usually they'll they'll sometimes they'll let like the artists um write it as well like bermejo and adam hughes and paul pope and and all these guys mm-hmm. they just you know it's a handful of pages but it's their little short story on batman and collectively they just they're so good they're such crowd pleasers mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah, if they Would, if they ever asked me to do something like that, I'd be I'd be up for it. So, nice. but, but you, I don't know when when they're planning on doing that again. You know, if you, they are. Would you want to write your own story? Yeah, I think that would be kind of like if it, if they asked me if I would write like a little six page Batman story and then draw it. I, I yeah, for sure. I don't know if I would ever want to write like a full all out Batman. Yeah you know like four issue thing like i don't i don't know like i think i would rather just rely on you know mm. hooking up with a good a writer who knows uh, you know if i was going to write something and draw something i think it would be more of like a creator own thing where mm. i could create my own backstories and universe and then then you don't have to like work in all kinds of batman hit or like history of a character or something like that you can kind of go with whatever you want to do uh, you learned from all of david finch's stress um drawing and writing batman at the same time probably <laughs> in, a, in an ongoing yeah. that is <laughs> yeah he 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 you know he he um went into it thinking one thing and then came out of it thinking another thing <laughs> but you know what? I, I sometimes see, i think i think eventually you know maybe i will have that bug that says like you know maybe I'll 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 start to think like yeah I want to write a, a little short Batman thing and you know I don't know maybe if I did it I would find I'm good at it and I can do it but I, I don't know I, right now I, I just feel most confident drawing drawing a book and uh, and especially when I'm working with a writer that I have a lot of confidence in you 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 can't help but just produce the best you know art that you possibly can and. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I don't write every day. I, I, I draw every day. And so that's my strong point. Um, you know, but like, we'll see. It sounds like with, with, with this kind of thing, it's when it's when the artist is ready. I think there comes a point like, you know, it even happened with Frank Miller and then, you know, Paul Pope with Year 100 and uh, Libra Mejo with Noel. And now I know um, Sean Murphy's working on his. So it, for, from looking back through history in like past 10, 15 years, it sounds like something that happens, you know, when the artist is ready to tell his story and do it and do his like little, you know, I guess the two to four issue story or whatever it may be. So. You know, I, I hope you do it one day, though. I think it would be awesome, man. I really do. Well, well, I have, you know, I have been messing around with a, a creator-owned idea for about five years now. I've been, you know, slowly hacking away at it and, and yeah. you know, filling up notebooks full of little ideas and character sketches and things like that. So I do have something like that, but I don't think I would I, – I, I'm still not 100% confident with with that story. And I know – you know, I just know that if I'm going to, if I ever take that leap and, and decide that I'm going to write and draw something, it's got to be, it's got to be something really good because fans, for whatever odd reason, fans, you know, they're very critical if a, when an artist tries to write. They're just very critical when, a, when an artist decides he wants to try and write. You know, they, they seem to rip it, <laughs> rip it a lot more than, well, have you, you know. <laughs> have you ever read uh, Neil Adams' Odyssey? Then? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like one of those things. Yeah. I tried to read that book. It was pretty nuts too. But, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> read read Son of Batman by Andy Kubert. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, Love his art. Love his art. We're doing oh this gosh. now? <laughs> uh, this is our worst of two. I got a few, I got like five in the chamber. I <laughs> Rich is gonna do a drive by on these artists. <laughs> <laughs> you know and that's 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 the thing though like it's 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 tough to make that transition and um you know uh so that's why i think the smarter move would be a creator own kind of thing where you can you have a clean slate to tell whatever kind of story you want to tell mm-hmm. you know and uh you don't have to rely on you know, you're not going to be compared, have, have your bat, whatever Batman story you want to write. It's not going to be compared to all these past Batman stories. It's kind of, you know, this is your own thing. And, you know, but, but again, it's the kind of thing where I, I, like I said, I, I'm not, if I do decide to do a creator own thing, it would be, I would just want to do something short at first, like just do a four issue story. And if, if it turned out well, then maybe I would do another four issues, you yeah. know, like I, I wouldn't, I'm not planning. I don't want to plan and do some like super mega epic thing. It, it just, it would just be something nice and short and something that I would really want to draw and then, you know, and then move on kind of thing. And, uh, and then so would it be, to... uh, like science fiction, mystery, horror? I think I, I, I want to do something that would be more science, science fiction, you know, um, science space. fiction and rock and roll. Yeah, hey, there you go. <laughs> I, I would, I think, like the idea I have is is something that's like kind of sci-fi, fantasy, space opera kind of deal. Um, but again, it, it would play to my strengths as the kind of art that I can draw, and um, you know, and it's again, it's like I've I don't want to say it. Like I, I've been, I've been designing like characters. I've had all this kind of stuff, and I'm finally getting to the point where I'm happy with with the the story that I'm kind of coming up with, but. But again, it's like, I don't know when the heck I would ever even do that because, you know, right now it's like, well, why, why would I leave? Like DC seems to be giving me a lot of good jobs. It's like, you know, it would, you're taking a risk leaving a company to go and do an independent book, you know? Yeah, that's, uh, and, that is true. Yeah. And it's like, and it is, is it worth, would it even be worth it in the end? You know? It's weird because uh, it's like you're going, it's all, well, I don't want to, because it's a passion project, but it's like going in reverse because most people start with, they're indie and then they get recruited by the big two and you know they're doing that yeah. like like scott snyder he started yeah. with his indie american vampire and then now you know he's doing batman for dc so you know jay i what? got an idea man let me throw this out i'm gonna i'm starting to pitch now <laughs> hey, I, I know gramps wants to talk guitars with you so maybe this here, is where here we go in. here we go we got this science fiction uh rock and roll opera and you not only do we have the story and the comic but we record a soundtrack to go with it. So every episode has a, you can download a song that goes to 
that issue. Yeah, that, that, I don't think I've, I've, I've thought of that and how cool that would be. It would just be, it would just be an insane amount of work. <laughs> so then, so then, then the, more, the more cynical fans can then bitch about the writing, the art, and the music. music. Oh. <laughs> and how, and how, yeah, they can complain about how much yeah. the music sucks. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. so... <laughs> it works for uh, uh my friend loves them cambria uh, didn't they do a bunch of stuff didn't the singer write comics coheed and cambria yeah coheed and cambria yeah he, he was writing comics and you know and writing you know music and whatnot but it's not Broadway, like way he's doing it yeah that's, that's true not... too mm. yeah so see and he's doing a good job too so yeah, there you go. Well, maybe with Doom Patrol, not so much as music. It's kind of <laughs> horrible. Soundtrack. Just think about it, man. When you yeah. do it, you know who to call. <laughs> you know, okay, you know the theme song to the podcast. I orchestrated that, right? You know that, right? <laughs> he does now. <laughs> Gramps, did, did you know that it's the ringtone on my phone? Oh, that's really cool. Is it really? Yeah. You need to yeah. pay me. <laughs> I mean, uh, the uh, ringtone on my phone is the theme from Batman the Animated Series. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that would be cool to have a, like, a ringtone like that for every single... One of us. Yeah, that's that's literally what my ringtone is, though. Oh, that's cool. Thanks, man. Thank I'm you. International famous now. <laughs> yep, world famous. Well, Jay, um, once again, on behalf of the Bathrooms, just say thanks again so much for coming on and shooting it with us. And uh, just congratulations on all your success. And we're looking yeah. so forward. We know you got a big year coming up <laughs> at DC. So, um, you know, we look really forward to everything you got coming out as well. And we can't we can't wait to grab that black and white statue based on your art as well, man. That's oh, just, yes. That's oh, just, thanks. Yeah, that's just the beast mode, man. And, uh, you know, I know you can't say so much, but I definitely hope we see some more Batman stuff from you in the future. Maybe some very I, I'm, I'm sure you're going to see some Batman stuff. I, I mean, I like I think I joked last time that I've never drawn a single issue at DC Comics that hasn't had Batman in the issue. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon. Hey, Gotham Dwellers. Make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.